Hey world, I'm Sherry, but people call me Switz. I played Division One collegiate basketball and played professionally in Switzerland and Romania. After playing ball, I moved to Brooklyn and met fashion designer Kimbali at a New York City party. And the rest is history. We are giving dope individuals a platform to share their journey and connect shared passions around the globe. Welcome to the Kimbali Podcast. All right, welcome everybody to the Kembali Podcast, a show that is dedicated to elevate dope individuals, share the journey they have been on, and connect people around the world with shared passions. Today, I'm happy to say that I have Jasmine Jones, fondly known to her friends as Jay Buckets. Uh, we're talking about a collegiate basketball player, investor, entrepreneur. I mean, the list goes on and on, but I truly believe that the stories are best told uh, by those individuals. So let me kick it over and just say, what's up? How we doing today? How you doing? How you doing uh, today, bro? You- oh, man, I'm, I'm great. I got a little drink ready. I, I know that we're about to talk about some real things. Oh, see, this is why we connected right here. Cheer- cheers to what's about to come out of this. Mm. So obviously I know a little bit about uh, your journey, but like I said, the whole purpose of this is to connect individuals with shared passion. So we want to get to know you. So give me like, a, you know, the little cliff notes um, in know where you came to be, kind of like where you grew up, where you did play collegiate basketball, and just give me that story. All right, so grew up in Bronx, New York, co-op city, my whole entire life, same apartment, same house, um, same area. Um, played ball. I actually got to play ball at CW Post. I went to two other schools previous. Um, finally got to play ball at least one year at CW Post. It's a great year. Started momentum for everything that happened afterwards. ECC championships. Um, you know, elite um, eight they got to when I was coaching there too. So got to play there one year. Um, had a little issue with you know the eligibility and all of that from other schools. So it kind of clipped me at that one year. Because you were the transfer queen. How many, how, how many schools did you actually transfer between after it's all said? Because you just like really grazed by that, like, you know, transferred around a couple schools. Just want to deal with that. Okay, so I'll start with real quick. I went to George Mason University. I was there, a part of the women's basketball team as like, a, I guess, I don't want to say on the team, but like in the middle, you know, mm-hmm. um, always yeah. around the team. They wanted me around. They told me to stay because they're going to have me play next year. It's just too many guards. But that was the year that they made the final four when they made that big push. So I was there with them the whole hoopla. Damn, was, I remember that. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, it was fresh. Shout out to the mid major schools out there. It's not always about oh, yeah. the Yukons and the LSU. Those mid majors can make it happen too. All right, so George Mason, yeah. and then where'd you transfer to? Then I transferred to East Carolina University, ECU, um, when they were doing pretty well during their Purple Haze, mm-hmm. all of that. Um, and they kind of played me a little bit when it came to college ball too. So I finally transferred back home. Um, to New York, CW Post, got to play for a year. You know, the eligibility stuff uh, <laughs> caught up a little bit and uh, they clipped me a little bit. So that's where the journey really, really started for me when I got got that clipping out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, but shout out to you for, you know, looking out for yourself because, you know, as athletes, you know, we always put the team before us, what the coaches want before us. And, um, you know, on my journey, I almost felt, I wish I would have been a little bit more selfish at times. So like, I mean, shout out to you for going where you felt you were the real fit. You're like, you know, what am I going to do staying on this team when there's like 18 guards? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because for the, for y'all that don't know, uh, Jay Buckets is a guard. Um, and I have in person uh, seen her hit about eight threes in a single game. So uh, mad respect to this baller over here. Um, but let's talk about that transition, right? Um, 
just because so many athletes out there, they have their sport top of mind, it's their whole life, and then it's over. How did, how did you deal with that transition basically entering into that next phase of your life? Walk me through that journey. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't easy whatsoever. It um, was a lot of holding on to hope. So I was a grad assistant for two years at the same school, you know, hoping that maybe I could play overseas. Maybe somebody would look at me. A lot of maybes coming out. Um, you know, after those two years, <laughs> it was kind of like, okay, so you're about to kind of finish grad school. You're not exactly where you want to be and you're not going to play ball. So it was kind of like another transition of actually realizing, okay, not for real, it is over. Um, you got to figure out how you're going to affect people with basketball the way you wanted to, but just in a different direction. Um, so I became assistant coach for another two years. And that's where I got that little knack for applying something to an athlete and seeing them actually work on it and then get better. And I kind of got an itch for that right off of that. So that wow. kind of launched everything else that followed that. So it was, it's a it's not an easy transition if you're not prepared at all. If you kind of don't have that mindset that it might not be able to happen, it kind of messes with you for a couple of years. I can't, I can't lie. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I think it's like really important to mention, like just because you transition out of sports to, to join another passion that you find, like that, that doesn't make it less fulfilling or, or to be labeled as a failure because like the statistics show, like everybody's basically going another route except like 3% of individuals. You know what I mean? So, and think about how many millionaires and brands were born out of people that decided to take on that next journey. And it sounds like to you, getting involved with assistant coaching and perfecting athletics, uh, personal training became your next phase. Would you say that's correct? Because I want to make sure we get the steps right. right. Yep, that's definitely, definitely what happened. Um, I sat there and was like, okay, definitely want to coach. I want to coach. I know at some point I'll eventually get back to coaching. I want to be that you know, number one assistant coach for uh, a women's basketball team at WNBA college, whatever level. But um, I've still had that knack for wanting to be able to help different athletes on different levels. And I know um, one of my friends is Toya Wilson. She uh, played at Manhattan College, assistant coach for Cynthia Cooper. She was um, at Baylor, you know, when um, Brittany was there. Now she's at... Damn, you dropping Cooper? You brought in Brittany Griner? These are some top caliber WNBA names. Just humble brag. Okay. Uh, it's only because <laughs> I got it from somebody that's in the game. That's, you know... Yeah, yeah. And I, and I kind of asked her, I said, I want to... I have this knack for fitness. And I feel like I can kind of, you know, open something up with that. But how do I do that with assistant coaching? Because of the time issue... And that's when she literally told me, I think that was probably the day where it was like, okay, it makes sense. She literally said, if you want to do that, you're going to have to put coaching on the back burner and let your business form first because coaching will always be there. So that's when it kind of mm. clicked for me that, okay, I can kind of hit athletes, different, you know, basketball, football, any kind of sport. I can kind of impact them that way. And then I can get back to the central focus of basketball eventually because it'll always be there. So that's what, you know, was a big, big turning point. Like, all right, I want to help athletes, but how? Okay, I want to do fitness and coaching. Can't do it at the same time. Yeah, you know, coaching is a full full time job. So um, she was kind of one that opened my eyes to just letting this business thing form first and catch these athletes at the lower levels before you know we hit those big leagues up top. Yeah, I th I think now's the time where we need to talk about you know how this all came full circle into fruition because right there is the jump off. You're like, that's it. I want to focus on this athletically, become a personal trainer. So. Where are you sitting at now? Because, you know, I did already mention that you're an entrepreneur, have your own brand. So talk to that a little bit about what you now have created uh, since stepping away from the game. 
So stepping away, I would say five years of full, pure focus on I'm going to become a better person. What is it going to take for me to be the best trainer for anybody, for any kind of athlete or anything like that? It took me about five years of a serious reevaluation of everything. You know, that, that pipe dream. Yeah. yeah, that pipe dream of, you know, I'm going to be this great athlete. Like, okay, you gotta, you're going to be behind the scenes now. So how can you impact behind the scenes? So it was just a lot of, honestly, a lot of soul searching. I had to become a better person overall. It wasn't just, you know, the ins and out of training. If you're not a person that could kind of have people gravitate to you, different types of people, it's, it's not going to work anyway. So it was wow. just a five Spiritual grind. growth as well too, huh? Look <laughs> yeah, at you. Definitely, definitely. Whole and, new you know, person. Came, came around full circle um, and just got in tune with myself and said, okay, I remember who I used to play with growing up. I remember... I would say during our era of playing ball, where ball was, ball was ball. Like ball was. Ball is life. <laughs> Actually, ball is life. It's life for life. Um, but seeing how like the athletes are now, I feel like they're missing that, that grit that we kind of mm -hmm. had when we were playing. So I feel like I had to make sure I was okay to address that to them. Yeah. Well, you want to know why now, right? They'll do anything for clout do anything for clout like I, I swear i swear to god this social media and instagram and like it's it's ruined the come up a little bit for some of these athletes like all you need to do is string together a couple highlights you get that clickbait you know it, and it's like they think they're a star meanwhile like we didn't have none of that shit growing up you know what I mean? we're just out here running suicides getting yelled at you know now somebody gets yelled at by the coach i need a fucking transfer like oh god I was waiting for daily news and Newsday to start rain, um, railing off the, the names of people that, you know, were the best ones in New York. Like, that yeah. was our highlight. We had to wait for that week. Yeah, you had to wait for the newspaper to come out. You had to wait for the newspaper to validate you. We had the big 15 where I was in Pennsylvania. And like that, that was it. That's when you finally got your your hype, not this instant gratification. But I don't want to sound like a an old head hating like, you know, Paige Buckets and some of the young ones coming up. I mean, we, we have some ballers out there, but I think it's the work ethic and not letting that shit get to your head is is what really separates it um but no I'm, I'm happy to hear about the growth that you've come full circle uh so give yourself a plug a little bit like you know shout out like what your business is called where you can find it you know drop the igs give me all that info so right now um we're calling it the huddle sports performance um i kind of wanted to tag family at the end of it i have a like it's very very family oriented um if you want to contact me it's easier to get me at jones.huddleup so jones.huddleup um is that on uh, IG? On IG? On Instagram. Um, the Twitter and all that is coming up. I'll start alerting on Instagram when all that growth mm -hmm. will be occurring. Um, but right now, you know, just in the humble stages of getting the name out there, getting people to understand me and what I'm trying to bring, um, basically that's where I'm at right now. Just still grinding. We're, we're not where I want to be yet. The, gr the grind never stops. Let's, let's definitely acknowledge that. As soon as you feel like you had it figured out, something else is going to happen. But you have at least progressed past that dark phase when you first come out, right? Like no matter what sport, like I want to just speak in general. So any, anybody watching can really relate to this, but just anyone who is involved with something and you're onto that next chapter, what's the advice or, or blueprint that you would give to someone where you know, keep going, you know, grind through, you're going to figure it out. Like what's a, what's those words of encouragement and motivation that you want to share with, you know, everyone tuning in? I have embodied, I think, and the one word I, I've, you know, put it all over the place is tattooed on me. It's on my sneakers. It's one of the core values of my company and it's connive. And that means continuous and never ending improvement. And I feel like if you just keep that in your mind, that no matter where you're at, you can continue to improve. 
continuous and never-ending improvement. Wow. So I, I've embodied that. I believe I got it from the Four Noble Truths. I believe I do. I don't want to plug it in, but I remember reading it about seven. You got a tattooed on your body. You better figure it out. No. <laughs> You're like, I think the origin, it's, it's already permanently on you, whatever it comes from. Where it came from, I'll take, you know, I'll take credit for it. Just do that little doohickey and put Jones and the other, it says for me. But um, I honestly feel like if you feel or just remember that you can always improve, like where you're at is not the ceiling, then <laughs> sky's the limit. No matter what, whatever, coming out of sport, pushing in your sport, whatever it is, never stop trying to improve yourself as a person. And sky's the limit. It's never yeah, stop. Yeah. Dang. I couldn't have summed that up better than you did. So, uh, Jay Buckets, uh, I can't thank you enough for your time. Um, we really appreciate you being here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I feel like what the, the mission statement, what we're all about with bringing that positive energy, you know, and connecting people, um, I feel like that's what you are, you know, and how you live it. You know, the, the brand that we love so much, you know, the Kambali podcast, the Kambali brand. Um, so I couldn't think of a more perfect person uh, to start this journey coming out. You know, so I hope everyone, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I hope everyone tuning in and watching, um, you know, had something positive that they could take away from this, um, you know, and we're only going up from here. So we're going to sign off. And again, appreciate you for being here. All right. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the Kambali podcast on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Kambali Podcast. Kambali gear can be purchased at www.kambali.com. That's K-E-M-B-A-L-I-I.com. And you can stay up to date on merch drops by following the Kambali brand on IG at Kambali underscore. New podcast episodes drop every Monday at 7 a.m. See you next week on the Kambali podcast.